Just wait until all those castles can be won and those <laughs> node mayorships right. can be taken and all that all that ninja looting that's going to happen. And yeah, the community might not be so uh, lovey-dovey. Give me a hug afterwards. Unless, you know, you're doing the reach around for a pickpocket, then maybe, but. <laughs> I've got no comment. As the air cooled further, they thought of those who had all been left to cinders. Pathfinders left to rekindle the souls of those who stayed on Sanctus. They were here to renew hope of a new dawn for a generation that felt left behind in these uncertain times. They came to these lands as a reminder of where their origins lied and would stay the course, unwavering and dedicated to their journey together. Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders, your dedicated and trusted Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to cinder. I'm your host, Phoenix, also known as Samorg. I'm joined today by our returning Pathfinders. Let's welcome back Adalus. Hello, everyone. Also, welcome back Half Tilt. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Outstanding, gentlemen. So... Friends, welcome into all of those here on Twitch in chat. We always encourage you to be here if you can be, because there's some things you just can't literally see when you listen to it or you have to catch it later on YouTube. But as we get rolling, friends, got to give a shout out to the home of this podcast over at AshesHQ.com, the community curated website for all things Ashes of Creation. Also, shout out to all the Imperial Flames, which are the supporters here on Twitch YouTube and Patreon. Thank you so much for keeping this community's flames bolstering greater week after week, friends. Also, as a reminder, as we're closing in to the end of the year here, um, gotta oh derail me going ahead as I look to chat and see my own castmates talking about ninja looting within the first minute of this freaking presentation. I mentioned nothing about looting. I just said ninja. You never see the ninja coming, y'all. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Okay, okay. So as I was saying, if it's the end of the year, if you'd like to, like to show us some love, go over to iTunes, give us a five-star review, leave a comment. If you do, we'll read it here live on the show. Same thing. If you are wondering where you want to like go do that, you need to go over to at Ashes Pathfinder on Twitter. Pin post at the top. Click the link that says iTunes. It's also where you can find all the other podcast places. Um, if you want to call in and hear, or not hear, but call and leave us a voice message, we can play that here on the podcast live. You have to call into 1-539-664-6801. And if you want to leave something in the mailbag for the Pathfinder Grunt to get us some point in time in the future, just shoot a message over at ashespathfindersgmail.com. And friends, got one update. Related to Ashes HQ, as always, go to Ashes HQ's YouTube right there. The front and center video is the Welcome to Ashes HQ, talking about us here as a community. Feel free to leave a comment. Welcome in some of the other new members to the Ashes fam. They'll be see, able to see that um, in the present and into the future. Um, we've got a new Chronicle up. It's a little, little bit overdue, but we did get that new Ashes Pathfinder Chronicle up. It's actually over on uh, YouTube right now, so you can totally head on over there, check it out, 
leave some love uh, that will cover that covers the third quarter of this past year and the fourth quarter of this past year uh will be going up sometime in the uh you know early part of this year probably in the next like month or two or something like that so yeah um go check it out it chronicles our uh, discussions at, here around this podcast and um also the development um in ashes of creation we're going to be talking about something related to that as well uh but gentlemen have you been doing since last time? I uh, have to tell you, you weren't here because you were you were down for the count with something icky, I think. Yeah, I don't know what it was. I had the a mild case of the flu, but crazy fever. I couldn't regulate my body temperature, so I was freezing one minute, sweating the next, and I was up and down for about forty eight hours, and Ooh. it really sucked. And then, of course, a headache comes along with that. I just couldn't focus on anything, so I took the day off work, took the day off the show, rested yeah. up, and. It helped a lot. So Good. I'm sad I wasn't here, though. I, I didn't get to hang out with Faisal. I missed that no, guy. I know. Um, I listened to the show. I was very happy to hear. He also uh, brought up the Ninja Looter early in the show as well. So, you know, that like immediately set set the tone, set, gave me a smile. Very happy to hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, it's been a, a week getting ready for Christmas, you know, with all the kiddos and trying to get things sorted out with family and stuff that's out here now living near us and actually get to be around nice. for this year. So that's exciting. And yeah, we uh, spent most of yesterday playing a game called steep with all the kids, just ragged all in our snowboarder down the mountain. That was a nice. blast. And <laughs> it was like those epic, epic falling death moments that you always had in grand theft auto, but just down the side of a steep mountain. It was great. nice. So, that's kind of what I've been doing. I love how as ah. as it got as he got started, you saw I saw Daedalus noticed me already basically forming a face palm before Half Tilt even actually said it. That's how that's how well we know each other here. It's like I already saw it coming just based on his mannerisms and how his like facial expressions where he was like, I'm about to say some shit. And I was like, All right, Daedalus, how you been, man? Oh, good, good. I mean, I'm just saying this is our our uh, Pathfinder's <laughs> version of a slap fight, right? <laughs> it's it's uh, it's slaps giving 2021 here. Bash's uh, Pathfinder's podcast. But no, I've been doing all right. I'm just like it's been crazy, kind of at work, just trying to wrap a few things up before I can actually take some time off for the holidays. So got the next couple weeks off. Gonna do some stuff around the house, but mostly just been you know catching up with friends and kind of just you know moving through a few things personally but uh yeah doing all right so far good to hear man good gentlemen uh this is gonna come as uh well i don't know man we 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 expected to be having a discussion around a live stream but that didn't happen i'm gonna bounce around i do have some bullet points for our notes and everything uh, things i want to talk about and everything but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just read this. and I'm actually going to go on ahead and post this as well. This is the Ashes of Creation uh, forums here, right? Um, I'm going to go ahead and talk about the next live stream when it's coming up. I'll be sharing that visually here as well. But right, the next live stream is actually pushed back. Steven left a comment on Discord, kind of expressed uh, the reasons for why that was now going to be on a thursday actually the 23rd so it's coming up this thursday 11 a.m pacific if you want to get your you know get some questions in the q a submission portion is going to actually be the day before sorry i take that back 
it says the submissions for the questions actually looked like they remain December 15th. So actually, maybe you can't submit anymore. I retract my previous statement. Yeah, it looks like uh, it still says the 15th. So pretty much, I guess, maybe you don't bother then. If that's the case. But either way, I guess you could always throw them on there and see what happens. But it's going to be this Thursday. Um, Steven stated this i have asked my community team to move the december live stream from tomorrow obviously he posted this last week before the day before they say he asked him to move it to december 23rd 11 a.m we have an important and exciting announcement to make regarding an integral component of the development for ashes of creation this announcement requires a little more time before presenting to the community. I look forward to seeing you all next Thursday for a December end of the year live stream. Now, this is not going to be a statement of fact beyond this point. It's going to be pure speculation. We on this show have been speculating around what they meant when they talked about discussing changes to their systems in the back end okay after the august period for alpha one they were presenting over and over and over every single month since that point in time every live stream every development live stream since that time they have made a point to outline that they're working on some fundamental changes that relates to the game systems, and it's very foundational components, but they haven't expressed specifically what those things are. Okay? We've speculated around this, and now the community's speculating around this in the past week as well. And I'm just curious what anyone here live that we can actually kind of bounce back and forth with on this, or you all here on the, on the round table, so to speak, you remember our discussions, right? You you all know my talk, right? I have for months talked about this gut feeling. We've looked at things related to uh, lighting changes that they showed for like these creatures and these ambient lighting and how it would be affected by time of the day. They've talked about foundationally some of the things that they're working on. And, and I kept saying from my perspective and my gut, with Steven even mentioning that he believes he was putting together a quote-unquote UE5 task force, the pieces aligned for a potential move. I still, I feel further reinforced by this, yet we don't have evidence that supports this is for sure the thing. But I am very curious what you all think he, they share. Like, what, what do we think is going to come? I'm just going to say one thing. I think our conversation last podcast was timely because when I hear an mm. integral component of the development, there's very little that they haven't like talked about um, that hasn't been consistent other than this, you know, strike force task force that Stephen talked about. So, I mean, I'm, I know we had had some misgivings about them moving towards it, but you know, potentially, like depending on what their development cycle looks like, it may be enough time to work out the kinks before a launch. Um, and I don't know. I mean, it could be, you know, I, I think we speculated that it could be much longer development 
Um, but it just depends on how closely they've been working with Epic Games already, like how um, you know much customization they've done. But this just feels like it's pretty timely around this discussion around UE5, and it just it feels like it's logically getting there. And I think he's saying it without saying it in, in the announcement. Um, I, I yeah, I agree with with Chad Alfie. Yep. It could be anything could still, be anything. but I don't know. Yep. But I don't know. I just I have a feeling that it's it. I wouldn't have been so sure if he didn't mention the strike force like a right. couple of or so yeah. um, live streams ago. I just wouldn't. I would I would be on the same boat as I have no idea. But it just yeah. it just feels like it's too much of a coincidence. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just I'll just leave it at that again. Speculation. But. I, I I think it's just, it's too much of a coincidence not to be engine related. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna come in from a completely different angle. My my first initial thought, my gut instinct, and I'm and I still have this feeling. It's the lead game designer announcement. It's Jeffrey Bard's replacement announcement. That is like the second I read this, that was the very first thing that popped in my mind, and it's screaming at me from mm-hmm. inside right now that that's what's coming. And I, I still consider that an integral part of the game's design because says that is somebody who <laughs> yeah, integral component lead of development. the game yep. design. So, oh yeah, uh, yeah, I, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, that, right. that's my big one. I had also heard Alpha Two dates uh, being tossed around as something that might be coming out. I think <clears> it's way too premature for yeah, that. Yeah, I agree. So I, I don't think it's that. Um, Unreal Engine 5, I, I think, is very plausible uh, to be that announcement as well. I think it might be a little too early in the Unreal Engine 5 development for a game like Ashes to put all its eggs in that basket yet. As much as I also agree that the sooner they get in and adopt that system, the better they can work out and flesh out the, their game within that system and work through any bugs and issues that come up within that system rather than getting so far into development and having something like, Oh, well we got, now we got to build something like this and we can completely kibosh all that work we did on this stuff because the engine can now support it this way instead, or just do it better. Like the sooner they adopt it, the better, but I don't know if unreal engine five itself mm-hmm. is quite there for a game of this scope. Who's probably going to push an engine like that to its limits from a development standpoint, mm-hmm. at least, you know, and this Steven would want to try anyway. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know on that, but that's where that's where my gut is. I did something you said made me think of something. Have to help. It was just like when you're talking about like how the development team is really trying to push envelopes here. I think that would also be a pretty big win for Epic if this was yeah. the choice, like this was the the situation, because they're looking for someone to really like stretch the engine and see what I can do. And I don't know. I just feel like very early on in the development cycle when you know the team was working with unreal like in general it just felt like they were partnering really closely with epic especially when they were building you know a lot of people early on said you know unreal can't work for mmos um and and i think steven you know addressed that feedback to say look yeah we know there's some limitations here so we've brought in some engineers and they've done great work in other games and they're doing the same thing with, you know, with unreal and they're trying to build their own custom <laughs> back end. And, 
And we've seen evidence of their progress through the course of development. I mean, yeah, we had, you know, after the initial APOC, there was, you know, a dark period where they said, you know what, this isn't going to work. We need to rebuild this from scratch. And it came back better than ever. Right. Um, So, yeah, I just again, um, it, it does feel it does feel like it could be win win for both Intrepid and Epic if this is what they're heading towards, because it, it could it could definitely spell, you know, uh, good news for both companies. So I'm again, right? I, as much as I've seen of Unreal Five, I'm like I'm really chomping at the bit to play something that's based on Unreal Five because of how like amazing it looks and. While there's still stability concerns, I know those will get worked out. I mean, obviously, every engine is going to have its hiccups at the start, but it it just definitely feels like, you know, we're going to get an MMO, regardless of whether they use Unreal or 4 or 5, we're going to get an MMO that just feels like a world that you somebody has built, like, in a handcrafted way versus maybe some of the more theme park MMOs out there that you know, are pretty to look at, but they just don't feel like they there's any cohesion or like, you know, world building really. Yo, I've got I've got a nice spread of uh I guess like reinforcing reasons that I now feel very confident it is. Because and the biggest piece that reinforces it where I would have otherwise said, I'm not really sure it could still be anything is the fact he said on the live streams that they were putting one together, a strike force for Unreal Engine 5. If he had never said that, I wouldn't feel as confident as I do right now. Because he said that, it makes all the things that I've noticed align. And I'm going to I'm going to hit you with my rationale for why and i also have counterpoints to this because if this is the case again we don't know until they actually tell us right if this is the case there are some but components that i have that i think are very important that will need to be addressed along with this message if it is indeed the case okay so i'm gonna outline those things so y'all ready ready okay We go back to the end of Alpha 1 and we ran around in the world and we saw how quickly that they made the improvements to the system. Okay, and then as soon as we were getting done, like the uh, the siege performance was significantly like remarkably better. Okay, the rubber banding issues remarkably improved, right? The NPC AI and stuff like and how they all reacted and, and everything remarkably improved from beginning towards the end of Alpha 1. I saw significant improvements on all the systems that were being tested and the things that they stated they wanted to test in the outline for Alpha One. Boom. That's it, okay? All right, post that conversation. Let's look at their live streams now. Now, <clears throat> and then the next question then is what? Everybody's got the next question, and it is, when are we going to get to Alpha Two? And the, and the answer is we don't know. In the following live streams, we get discussions from the team stating systems are being worked on. They aren't ready for us to showcase those where you go back to our, our, our podcast. If you go back from the end of alpha one to now, you will see all of our discussion points around this. And I'm outlining the majority of them now, as well as some of my own discussion points in my own live streams that have also been shared here. Okay. 
this isn't even written down. This is all straight from the tap. So welcome to my world, everybody. So then we talked in detail here on the show about the different development live streams since that point in time, where they outline specific things relating to combat, relating to the node development. They've shown us a showcase of how they were running an algorithm to sh- to watch node decay and development. Remember that nice little uh, presentation they gave us? Um, <clears throat> they also talked about combat changes and things of that nature. All of the things that they noted from my perspective were not significant enough to impact the game in a way that a the first iteration of APOC did to where they'd have to go dark long enough. Ace, and I'm basing that on how quickly they responded and patched things that were issues related to systems and stability. Okay. So I I I cannot in my mind, based on everything they have stated so far and my experience in testing from alpha zero all the way up to alpha one, which I can share because Steven told everybody they could. I have nothing in my mind that would lead me to believe there is anything going on with their systems that was problematic enough that they would need to basically go into another dark period. But yet I do believe we are in the early beginning of one. The first, I would say the early Still, I still believe we are in the first early half of this quote unquote darker period that we're going to be in while they're working on something foundational for the game, which is why I've always said I don't believe we're going to see Alpha 2 at the earliest until second quarter of next year, in my opinion. Now, I also talked a lot to people on my stream and here about how much we have seen in videos. This is on their YouTube. You can go there. Look at all of these different videos, right? For the cursed charger map. Uh, uh, creatures right go look at like uh what was it the the one that looks like a big ass anteater or whatever that's like a mount y'all know what i'm talking about the big nose i forget the name the mule the pack mule or whatever with the long ass legs they there's a video of that one running around in the world too right the brew bear there's a lot of different places including alpha one uh early alpha one launch remember the one that was like slow running right lightsaber stuff don strider thank you very much in chat z Go look at all these videos. None of those places can be found in the Alpha 1 test environment we were in, which leads me to believe the the world of Vera has been in development for years. It's on a completely different client. No one's actually seen it. And the only snapshots of it that we have had are in these little video teasers they put out that you cannot pinpoint anywhere in the Alpha 1 world or Alpha 1 island, right? There's my There's my bit, okay? So do I believe that? If you go and look at all of their stuff, you're going to go, yo, there's a lot of places that they've showed us in videos that they've launched to tease us with things that we've never been able to go. And it's enough of them that I'm going and you can look in the vast terrain and you're looking around and you're like, that's pretty big span of terrain, even though it may or may not be empty. So. All of my thoughts are, do I think that there isn't probably this whole world, the Alpha 2 world or something that's been sitting there? Yes, I do believe so, right? How much of it? That's questionable. Who knows? It's just a guy speculating, going off my gut based on the information that's been presented that you can all go and see for yourselves. Still exists out there. When he talked about all the systems, nothing seemed foundationally uh, uh, problematic enough for as big of a potential you know, darker phase that we're going through while they're working on things. But a lot of the things that have been outlined all seem integral to the development of Unreal Engine 5. 
all the things mentioned, including the like lighting thing with the weather they talked about, him having a strike team, all this stuff. Okay, so let's say in in a world, this is we're just we're theory crafting brainstorming here, right? That's what we do on the show. Let's say we work under this. Uh, let's let's work under the theory that Sims theory is the the way that they go. Okay, here's the here's the part I'm going to piggyback off of and go. But these are important points, right? And I'd love for everybody to share theirs as well. Let's say hypothetically they didn't announce that. Let's say hypothetically they were going to present that. Here's the thing. Enough people right now. I'm not I'm I'm advocating for both sides here. Enough people in this community on my live streams in our discussions here have also told me here are some of my concerns, Sim. I'd be worried about the scope uh, scope creep concern relating back to things like Star Citizen. It's a valid concern. OK, but again, we don't know what the time time uh, delaying the game. How long is it going to delay the game? How big of a transition would this be? Right. Is it going to push the game back? These are all valid questions. OK. Uh, now, again, to advocate even off of that, I'd say lately I've seen so many different Unreal Engine 5 showcases. And they seem to be coming out more and more frequently now, too. So I think the people developing games utilizing Unreal Engine 5 have been doing some serious work and they and I think the Unreal Engine and Epic have been probably making lots of gains. I think that Epic would probably have to continue working with Intrepid to ensure that some of the things were fast tracked for the engine in order for Ashes to potentially meet their timelines, whatever those might be for them. We don't know. But these are some serious concerns people have. So then my question is. What would we as a community, right? What would we like or need to see to feel at ease if that were announced? What would they need to showcase, right? Because I think you're probably going to need to showcase some pro progression on utilizing it and show us that basically, like, hey, look, in fact, we've been working on something and here's something you know, tangible to a degree that we can share that can ease some of people's concerns on that point or points. What do y'all think? Anything you I got? Agree. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, it would be nice to see if they, if hypothetically they do announce this in the next live stream, it would be nice to see it. Like, here's, you know, how long we've been at it. And here's what, you know, high level, what the team has evaluated here's high level what we think the impact is going to be in terms of schedule. And I mean, I would expect they wouldn't have made a decision if they didn't have those facts. Now, whether or not they're going to share those facts is, I guess, another, like, True. you know, another discussion entirely. Mm -hmm. But I think that's what I would like to see, to have some level of confidence that, um, that or at least some evidence, right? You know, we've done our homework, guys. We're not taking this decision lightly, and I would expect right. they wouldn't. Absolutely. But I think the broader community that maybe is a little more removed from you know the day to day than you know those of us a little more dug in wouldn't would like to see like some of evidence of that. Again, like you know what systems they looked at, what high level is the potential impact, what's the schedule impact, um, and I think frankly maybe even some of the benefits to to say okay you know we made this decision because 
now we can do X, Y, and Z, or at least we're able to explore X, Y, and Z in more detail. Right, again, a high level, I mean, I'm sure there's still quite a bit of work they're going to need to do anyway um, to get this up and running, but that would be, I guess, what I would be looking for. And again, it's likely not going to be something they're going to go like, you know, full Monty that in this next live stream, again, potentially if they do announce it, but just something they can reveal over time. And I would love to see a blog that talks about that journey um, yeah, to absolutely. date and then ongoing blogs. Because I think from a content perspective, I know there's a lot on deck and, you know, I trust they'll release that in the future, but I do feel like um, that would also help um, in terms of community engagement through this darker period. And I tend to agree. I feel like, you know, since Alpha 1 kind of closed, we've been in that early dark period stage. Um, you know, though I would say the live streams have had, for the most part, had a lot of meat to them. Um, and obviously we got, you know, a lot of nice lore here in the recent 24-hour um, live stream. But that would be, I guess, where I would like to see them go, even if it's not like, okay, let's just throw everything at you in this next live stream, at least have like um, an article or a series of articles, um, either internal to the website or interviews are doing with other, you know, gaming news sites just to give us an idea of that journey and what it's going to look like. And I do tend to agree with the concern around scope creep, though I feel like there's maybe, um, at least in my mind, there's a difference between how RSI is handling Star Citizen versus how Intrepid is handling Ashes of Creation. I just feel like there's just so much in Star Citizen that is just, in my opinion, nice to have versus I feel like some of the decisions that we're seeing, or at least the decisions we're able to get visibility to on the Intrepid side generally feel more down to earth. There's definitely some, you know, pie in the sky stuff that we're like, yeah, okay, maybe you should wait on that and not do it at launch if that's the plan. But for the most part, I haven't really ever seen anything that I, that made me see parallels to Star Citizen at this point. No, hell no, definitely not. There might be like some concerns that are similar, but oh, mm -hmm. it's it's a whole different, a whole different <laughs> scenario. We ain't talking ten years, and we're still in development for one. Just saying, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yet. Um, awesome. yeah, I mean, like I. I, I don't I agree. Obviously, I don't want to see scope creep be a thing. Um, mm. I don't associate um, an engine swap from Unreal Engine 4 to Unreal Engine 5 scope creep. I don't think that's a change in scope whatsoever. I think of scope creep yeah. as adding mechanics, adding systems, systems. adding elements to the game uh, where you will where it will change the, the physical product that we are receiving. I agree with playing. that. Um, you know, and that's not to say swapping over to Unreal Engine 5 may not delay the game. We could delay the game by a year, but a delay is a rather moot point at this time because we don't have a timeline of when the exactly. game's coming out. So, I mean, they could just masquerade and be like, okay, well, we still have three years to launch and that's our plan. So here you go. And they deliver it in three years. Like, mm -hmm. okay, fine, right? Um, I, I think Unreal Engine 5 is going to happen sooner or later. They yeah. wouldn't put as much time and energy into it if they weren't like wanting it. 
right? The only hiccup or holdup to it would be that the the system is stable enough and optimized enough that it's not going to completely undermine all of the efforts they've done over the past two years of development to optimize their system to, during when transitioning over. So I, I could see that being the biggest thing. If this is the announcement that's coming out, I think the best thing, they, they have to deliver two parts in terms of a, a showcase to make believers out of everyone. And, that, and that's not to say that they're obligated to make believers out of everyone at this stage either, right? We've all seen how long that we, skepticism plagued the early development years yes. of the game. And then Alpha 1 rolled out and it made believers out of people like, okay, these guys yeah. are legit. They're not just here to steal our money. They're mm -hmm. actually putting together this game. And it looks like a lot of the stuff that they're promising is, you know, in a good place from in a development cycle. I would be okay to see that again. So I'm not expecting to see any like showcased event or activity or anything in an Unreal Engine 5 environment yet. Not even close, not, not for at least another six months. But what would be awesome for that? A siege scene. A siege scene with destruction and battles going on where you've got spell effects, you've got many players on the field, you've got tons of change in lighting effects from different sources. And you can really see everything just kind of running smooth. You can see semi-destructible environments to however they're planning to do that in a more finished state. That, that to me, as a visual showcase, that would be an amazing selling point on that. And what does that do? That builds hype for people around one of the biggest draws of the game. All right. So you will get you will you will sell people on that if you can deliver a good visual there and something something that looks really clean, really crisp, will be worth the wait. Now, there's the other group of people that are like, okay, the visuals are amazing and everything, but talk tech to me. And that's something I think that they can deliver a little bit sooner is what 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 does the timeline look like? What is the time? How, how much have time have you lost on things that you've developed currently for Unreal Engine 4 that you're going to have to basically redo for Unreal Engine 5 or that won't be necessary in Unreal Engine 5? What's your progress to implement it? And then how much extra time are you going to need in development moving forward? Mm -hmm. And kind of what does what what are some of those key components, some of those key systems from the back side of things? What do those look like in that timeline? Where are you guys spending your efforts kind of thing? And it's, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, this is all knowledge that any techie is like, okay, really, I want to know about this stuff. Right. In the end, what do you do with it? You know, I pose that question to anybody who's chomping at the bit that I need this information. What are you going to do when you have that information? You right. know, it's a dog. It's like a dog chasing a car. What are you going to do when you catch it? You know, <laughs> you're just in there for the chase. Give me the info, please. I think it's just peace of mind more than anything. Right. It's just a little mm -hmm. bit of peace of mind that you guys. It's to it's a reassurance that you guys have really put in the effort that we all know that you really are into a proper planning and execution of of this transition. But just make re reassure me that you've done this right that, that that's what it, really what it comes down to to me and then there, of course there's the handful of folks that are like hey i, I want to be a developer i am a developer let me fact check what you're doing versus what i know mm -hmm. so th th there's that part too but mm -hmm. I, I think those the first two big key components there is you'll be able to really really sell people on but i wouldn't be expecting any of that in the short term if that is the announcement that we're getting next week so I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to go all in on my gut. I trust my gut and I'm going to say that I believe it is. Right. I'm going to say that I believe it is. I, th I feel con and I'm basing this on I have been someone 
and for five years, I have been a dedicated Ashes of Creation content creator. Five. Five years, everybody. From the day this thing was announced, my buddy, my buddy Bobby, my old army buddy, told me about this game. I have been discussing it on live streams, talking about it on forums, discussing it in communities. And I am, I base this not on the series of months, but I base this on, I'm, I'm a behavior person, right? I do it for a living. I, I, I recognize patterns, right? Behaviors. I'm good at tracking this in some, in regard to it, into terms that look, you know, translate into analytics to some degree based on how did, how are decisions made? How frequently do they make these decisions? What do those behaviors look like? How do they react when they're working on specific things out of all these specific things, when they then share what they are, how big have they been? Right. How integral they've been along the way. Now, are there some concerns related to uh, it, it's to me the only thing that makes sense. It's it's the only thing that would make sense. And Stephen making the statement he did about strike team was just for me going, OK, you're just reinforcing to me. This is the only thing that makes sense. It's the only thing that seems to answer the question, the questions I would have about how come you're not showing off these different elements. You've noted that if you weren't making a massive change like that, you'd be able to showcase. It just is. Now, putting that speculation and theory of mind to the side, there are some other reasons I think for them to move to Unreal Engine 5 is going to be very important. A future competitor and game that I would be shocked if Steven wasn't being mindful of this or the team wasn't mindful is Arcage 2. He played Arcage for a long time, right? They recently... Uh, Cacao Games recently uh, got or acquired the Arcage Arcage Unchained games to publish them here. I've jumped on, and by the way, they've done a pretty good job in delivery of that game so far. I may or may not have spent more time on it yesterday than I wanted to with the time I had, and and it so far it's like to me it's it's still it's still there's such a gap that I don't know how much I could dedicate to checking it out, but it's a good reference point. There were a lot of things that were very clear takeaways from that game that Steven originally wanted to integrate. The com remember the, the combo system that existed that's been scrapped? Combos exist in Arcage, right? There are a lot of things, right? There was and there were there are clips that existed, like they would go to PAX events and then the Tryon team would be talking smack. And then you got these clips like there's a lot of evidence to support like the, it's and it's competition. You are in a market and you are talking about customers or consumers. And you do want to be able to compete with your competitors. And if you recognize that another game that's probably going to be in competition with you, that is one you also came from, is talking about launching in an engine that has been announced, it makes sense to like go, well, we need to be competitive. We already know another MMORPG is going to plan to launch in this. And it's a competitor. Do we want to be the ones that are running in Unreal Engine 4? Probably not. I mean, now... What do they need to answer in regard to concerns? I think they need to answer on this, okay? We can speculate all day, and we're not going to make this 100% about speculating on this. But I do want to make some reference points around Ashes of Creation and what they're doing and what I think, in my opinion, is doing, making very smart choices. I have faith, and I do believe in Steven and the team. They have reinforced on that faith over five years, right? It's hard for me to doubt them. And I think history has also shown 
They're very mindful about making decisions and presenting information to the community in any capacity without something tangible that they're preparing to showcase to reinforce upon those concerns because they've learned from history. Creating Ash as a creation. But I think the answer, if they are announcing this, I think this is the important answer that I'm going to be looking for. And I know that it's going to be very important for the community as well as the game and, and just how people react and respond if this is the case, right? I think that they have to answer on capability that moving this direction is a solid decision and that the Unreal Engine 5 can house the systems and the scope of the vision. Being the node development tech, destructibles tech, right? All of these elements that we talked about, right? that are expected to be in Ash as a creation that were promised in the Kickstarter and have been a part of the vision. And I agree with half tilt moving into engines isn't scope creep from my perspective, adding more systems and things of that nature would be. And equally damaging in my opinion is, is scope creep or the other end of that spectrum which, which is having to cut systems, which now means you're not really delivering upon the vision. That's my perspective. OK, so I'm going to leave it to the community, you know, and the question I posed earlier that we've been rambling on about between us, which is. What do you want to see from them to reinforce and secure, you know, uh, I don't know, your faith, your belief, your trust, whatever it is, because I think that's kind of an important thing here. Um, they already have mine, but I've been here five years. Not everybody has been when people are past few months, six months, a year or two. Everybody's different. Some people are more cynical. Some people are more pessimistic. Right. Um, but that's kind of the question I want to pose and leave there for people. Um, I think it's a, a good segue. But anyway, in closing on that point, uh, Alpha 2, I still go where I was at last time. I think regardless, it would be beneficial, regardless of whatever the announcement is. It's, I think, important sometime soon to, if you're not going to give us a timeline for Alpha 2, even give us like a set of like, here are the bullet points we need to try to hit before we get there. And maybe just where are we at so far? Not setting a timetable, just saying, here are the pillars of the goalposts and, and here's where we're at on hitting them. Um, anyway, any final thoughts on what we've been rambling about here, guys? Uh, I mean, I guess one comment. I, I mm. think the last so i guess in, in order of things that i think it is um i would definitely say ue5 is first um i'm actually i was intrigued by half tilt's argument around jeff bard's like you know replacement or backfill so that would be i would say a close second but I think the one we're furthest off from is definitely the Alpha 2 announcement. Mm, I just yeah. feel like it's too early. The earliest I think we're going to hear anything about Alpha 2, even like honestly, even milestones per se, will likely be Q1. Mm. It'll probably be, in my opinion, at least a month or two before it actually happens. When I, and again, um, this is going from history, is they've tended to have the dates be closer and closer to the actual happening in every announcement so that there's mm. some level of certainty that it's going to happen. Now, granted that isn't a, you know, a foolproof plan. It, 
and they've had you know had to make some judgment calls but that would be i guess my opinion in terms of like the speculation here and like top three but definitely i i'm still of the mind i mean what you said definitely um also convinced me even further into some of my own speculation this this is this is engine related there isn't anything else in my mind that makes as much sense as that but there are some other possibilities that we've talked about either in chat or on the podcast so yeah, my two fair. cents they're definitely fair i do feel a little hard pressed on the alpha two our alpha twos is really tough for me to to have a sense of confidence about because they haven't given us like any indicator at right. all like there's nothing no indicator on alpha two and they've been so vague about it that like that's part of why i also have more confidence in like an unreal engine 5 announcement because with alpha two it's been like not a damn breadcrumb of any kind except for definitely next year <laughs> like <laughs> we're showing off systems or anything till early next year too but yeah like geez i mean if it is ue5 i i can only anticipate that pushing alpha two dates even further because that's going to be the environment that they're going to want us to test in if that's if they're looking at make you know making a full sales mm. swap over to ue5 then that should be where we're testing systems that would be the Agreed. most benefit yeah. to the process rather than testing it in ue4 which is only going to go away yeah whether that means we have to go you know the optimization was the primary function of alpha one testing it'll still be a huge component of alpha two testing as well as just how each system integrates with each other and making sure the you know the web is weaved the way they want it to but doing that in ue5 will really help on the optimization uh, aspect as well as we push into that system so i can only anticipate that being delayed i agree alpha 2 i would be shocked to hear anything before <clears throat> you know at least early to mid spring 2022 uh, about an alpha 2 discussion <laughs> even never mind a timeline mm -hmm. um, we already know that they are going to be very gun shy about giving us any timelines yeah uh, you know, even Alpha 1 got pushed back a lot. And there was a lot of people that were pretty up in arms about it because they scheduled their lives around being available to test during that Alpha 1. And, you know, that hits hard for people when you can't change that schedule or get that time back in your personal life. So I, I don't anticipate a timeline for months yet for Alpha 2. And if UE5 is in the books or on on, on the plate here, whether it's announced or not, Alpha two will be affected by that decision, no yeah. doubt. I think if and, it and, is, and I should be. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think if it is UE five, I think my optimism of it being early quarter two, my 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 most optimistic perspective would probably actually be laid out late quarter two to early quarter three of next year. I think best case scenario. That's just again going off of my gut and kind of like just what what I think would probably delay things a bit, but also I don't really feel like that's, I would also, by the way, I'd also be completely for me, I would actually be completely fine if it was a six month to a one year delay from keeping in mind if they, I mean, if that was it, they've clearly been working on it. It's not just a strike team at this point, if that's the case. Um, so I think if that were the case, 
I think probably a year from this past summer would be pretty, pretty realistic. I was to base it on. I agree. You know, because like APOC, right? There was about about a one year until we got the second APOC iteration. Um, and that was a pretty big, pretty big fundamental change. Although, although they have gotten a lot of work done on systems and things of that nature that wasn't done before. So maybe not as big of a, who knows? It's just a matter of where they're at. And we don't know that, do we? No. At this point, we really don't know exactly where they're at. That's the truth of it all. Yeah, and we don't even have like a high level, like level of effort, what it would take to kind of make that change. And again, I don't expect them to share details, but at least some rough order of magnitude of what they think the potential additional time will be. I mean, hopefully it's months, not years, but like I said, I'm okay with them delaying if it means kind of a better, more stable final product. Because right. at the end of the day, if, you know, for a lot of us, this is our our last nope. great hope for MMO in general. Mm-hmm. And so I would I would love to see them release something that um, that meets those expectations. Right. In terms of this baseline stability, playability, et cetera. Right. Obviously, expectations can vary, but I would say like minimum viable product. You've got to be having, you know, a stable client that has you know, engaging systems. And I think that kind of intended pros versus con list is something that they could share as an early on. Yeah. Like if they if they make that announcement, this is why we're making it. This is why we're making the move. Good point. Con, the game could be delayed by up to a year sure. uh, beyond, beyond our current um, internal timelines. Pros, this is why we think that one year is justified. And, and I mean, for all of us, as you just said, Daylist, this is our like our big hope. This is our yeah. what what we, you know we've put all our eggs in this yeah. basket, so to speak. And I think we can all agree that we are willing to wait an extra year if you know if that means waiting three years for this game to come out instead of two at this point. Again, those numbers are speculation. We have no numbers of a release date, but I think we would be okay with that if the the benefits of the switch to Unreal Engine five are strong enough to support that. You know, if this is the difference between having a a hundred versus a hundred in siege to 500 versus 500 in siege, I think we're all going to be like, Oh, okay, cool. Well, well, let's do it then. I mean, if you guys really think that you can do this and you've got, you know, clearly you guys are talking to Epic, your professionals that you have come to terms that, yeah, we should be able to support a thousand player interaction plus some NPCs like that, that, that should be okay do achievable it won't be easy but it'll be achievable then Mm -hmm. okay cool then let then let's do it you know and i mean especially when they can tone down in other areas so that is something i would hope to see alongside of the announcement that they're making the switch is just a quick pros versus cons of why we're doing this and this is why we think that it'll be better for the game as a whole in the end because in the end whatever engine they decide to launch on that's what we're stuck with yeah. you know it's not going to switch two years after launch to from four to five um, that right. that's too that's too much of a disruption yep. at that point you know unless they were to just completely re-release the game there but then they're probably doing that instead of an, releasing an expansion right. so mm-hmm. you know 2017 man was when 
I remember a conversation on it was one of their live streams in the early days. Steven had him and him and Jeff were both talking about how how closely they've been working with Epic Games um, because of their use with the Unreal Engine and how they I remember this is a paraphrasing, but how they were developing systems in the engine specifically for Ashes of Creation. As a result of it choosing to use their engine for the game, I remember this discussion point. It was mm-hmm. noted. I mean, I would, I highly doubt that's changed. In fact, I would be more confident that's probably only been further developed, and those relationships have been further solidified as a result of, uh, you know, the the longevity of an MMORPG being, you know, I mean, this is a win-win. It, it, I talked about it back then. It's, it's a win-win for Intrepid. And it's a freaking win for un, for the Unreal Engine and Epic Games because this makes both shine. It's that rising tide raises all boats thing, right? Um, mm-hmm. And these are two big boats. Two big boats, man. Two real big boats. I mean, Ashes has the potential. I mean, some people are like, it's going to be really niche. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I, have you looked at how MMOs have been going lately? I cover it on one of my channels. MMO development. I got a whole series of what the hell happened is literally the tag. What the hell happened? And then we're talking about games like Crowfall or we're talking about Arcade or we're talking about New World or any of these other games that have been out there. Right. And you know what? Lately in the past two weeks, I've done enough videos and discussions around, you know, games like Crowfall and games like Chronicles of Illyria. Keep in mind, Chronicles of Illyria and Crowfall and Ashes of Creation within a relatively, you know, similar time frame we're on kickstarter okay and and ashes is rocking along which is my this is my segue into our you know ending discussions for the evening but you look at chronicles of valeria i call it a straight up scam starter those millions okay well caspian good old caspians i mean he got the money question where what happened with it profile artcraft entertainment just uh, it got bought by Monumental over the weekend, right? And they delivered a product at least for their backers. But whether it was representative of the vision or not, is it a throne war MMO? Sure. Is it to the scale and the vision of which they outlined? I would argue and say no. Okay, so Ashes once again, and and now here is a nice little a little reference point. Let's piggyback and sidestep over and talk about something I think is really important. Did you all watch their Twitter thing? Watch how other AAA studios engage in their community. They have freaking been stepping it up. You know that they've had this choose your own adventure approach to their Twitter posts and stuff. You guys, we've watched it for a year now, year plus now, right? Which is your walk. You and your friends are walking towards the town and, and this happens. What do you choose to do? And then people vote on the poll and then they take you to the next step. They've gone beyond the written outline of this recently and this is kind of a big thing i don't know any other mmo developers that are doing this it could happen but to this scale the wolves y'all see that i'm going to share it there's two parts there's wolves part one that they showcase so you run up and you meet some wolves and you're as the adventurer walking up and you see them and they're growling at you what do you do then the community chose and they had the next video clip as a response to that. So they'd already planned out a video clip for both the responses and had that carried out in video form and then posted that for the community. I mean, that's a one hell of an investment on social media for your community to showcase 
engagement around some discussion point. I mean, there are AAA studios that aren't even rocking that, man. That don't even do that. So it's like they're stepping it up in some big ways right now. And I think it's so subtle. People aren't recognizing how big those changes have been. But that's actually a pretty significant investment of time and energy to just engage in the community and give them a nice little visual representation of that utilizing in-game footage and creatures and things that have been developing. It's a great tie-in to the their their shop, their releases and their development uh, live streams and engagement in their forums and engagement on their discords. <laughs> Z's like notice the new cages and shit in the second video. Yeah, I'll let them play through. There's part one. I'll let it keep going. They're showing off that awesome creature that we're going to have a mount version of that's achievable only in game. Whereas the middle one that's red is a cosmetic from their shop from like a year plus or whatever ago. All right. They said, what would you do? And you look at the second one and here it is. Yeah, there are cages and stuff in the background. So. This is my point, though, right? They are stepping up their game. And they are competing with AAA studios. And learning from the mistakes of some of these games like, I'm sorry, New World. By not rushing. A release of your game. By engaging with the community on social media like they've been doing. And then you look around at other games that have just been dropping out like Crowfall. Right. I saw something for the Elder Scrolls community and the, and the community has been like flaming the creative director for something he did on his live stream, which I watched it. And I can understand human frustration, but it's not a good look for a AAA studio to have your creative director behave that way towards someone asking questions about stuff that needs to be fixed in the game. Granted, look, I get it right. But th there's all kinds of things I look around me. What games are actually shining? What are they what are they taking reference points from and learning from? And I see them learning from all these examples. I look at Guild Wars 2. I look at New World. I look at The Elder Scrolls Online. I look at Crowfall. Uh, I look at Final Fantasy 14, who, by the way, is doing remarkably good by their community. So community sentiment's a really strong indicator what to do and not to do and intrepid is listening and delivering in spades in my opinion on that but i think it's an important thing to reflect on it makes me more thankful that i decided ashes was the one i mean could be the phoenix thing maybe had something to do with it an idea of like rebirth from the ashes or something i mean it's innovative and there were a lot of things that create had this innovative vision i would say crowfall i didn't really feel like was that innovative of a vision chronicles Illyria definitely was totally wasn't the free-for-all loot system <laughs> what was that oh sorry my uh producer's telling me i shouldn't respond to this, things like that so <laughs> i won't <laughs> i'll leave that but you're beating the engagement in social media that AAA studios are doing. You're you're beating on community sentiment compared to the majority of the other games out there, and you're still in alpha. They're learning. I, I think it's really important that they do this, though, at this stage, because yeah. they've subscribed 100% to the, op the open development process and 
during these quiet times where you're not getting a lot, it's exactly that community engagement mm. on social medias, on forums that keep people around. It's what keeps the name Ashes of Creation in people's minds. Yeah. And it doesn't just fall to the wayside. And all of a sudden, three years later, the game's been out for six months. And you're like, oh, yeah, right. I remember hearing about that. Damn, I missed the boat for launch. Like that's a huge huge component it'll be really interesting to see if we see these kind of character driven narrative um, engagement tactics continue after the game has launched it would be neat to, to tie it to like an in-game event or something it was like okay as a community you guys all need to go and yeah. vote on which path this goes down and when you get to a resolution it'll trigger something on your server in the world to happen you know, wh whether it's a, a, a pack of wolves come and attack every node, like all at the same time or something like that, because you're fighting, you chose to fight the wolves and and maybe he killed a, you know, a, a sacred wolf or something or a sacred wolf back. And now all of a sudden you've got to deal with the fallout of that and your choices in the game. Like that would be super cool to have something like that. I don't know if it's necessary. I think like for me, I look back at a lot of games that I've played over the years and games that I ended up walking away from out of frustration because the community just wasn't being acknowledged and listened to. And, you know, Destiny 2 was a huge one. I, I love that game. I played Destiny 1, Destiny 2 religiously with a bunch of my friends from work. And eventually I just, I got so frustrated with the state of the game and the fact that the complaints about certain aspects, certain items, certain things in the game were going on for months six months a year plus and they were just not even being acknowledged by bungie it's that lack of acknowledgement like if you think it's fair if you think it's balanced if you think it's a good system to have in the game support that argument back it up and uh, respond to the community acknowledge be like hey we hear that you guys don't like this yeah. this is why we think it's fine the way it is and why it's going to stay and we're not going to change it because that's validation to our complaints that's acknowledgement that's our voices being heard and, and when studios fail to do that they lose their touch with their community they lose the touch with their customer right yeah. like so so often you, you grow up hearing this customer is always right bs because and, and it, you think it's bs because it's like oh that just means i can come in demand whatever i want and i'm right you have to give it to me no 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 it's acknowledging them Regardless of how ridiculous the request may be, acknowledge your customer. Listen to them. Because yeah. guess what? They're paying you to do that. You know? So when you show up with your money and they just take it and then they turn their back on you, you feel disgraced. You feel rejected. And then you just eventually doesn't matter how good the product is how much personal investment how pot committed you are to playing this you will eventually reach a boiling point where you will walk away and i think as long as intrepid can keep that going and i i agree i believe they understand this because they are gamers they're not just a bunch of corporate entities out there to try and get money and not spend money on a community team that actually engages with the community because that's in such an important thing that we know but they don't see the value in that because it doesn't return dollars you're just spending all this extra money to talk to people that are already paying but they're going to pay us anyway so why do that that's a very short term very short-sighted approach to that 
Margaret understands this much better. Stephen understands this much better. And Margaret does a very, very good job. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the community team, Toast, and and, and the, the new fellow as well. I'm sorry, I forget his name. Oh, they do a very good job. Yes, thank you. Of sure. reaching out and engaging the community, of making people feel like they are heard. The fact that you can go and ask your question for the monthly live stream every month, and whether your question, you know, if your question doesn't get answered on the live stream, Toast Factor will come in behind and answer everything or say, or, or just remind you that it's already been answered somewhere else. Like, who else, where else do you see that? You don't. And the amount of time and energy that it's got to take to go through pages and pages and pages of questions to read through everything to source your answers and, and to go back and be like oh yeah no we already answered this here or we already answered that there like and and uh, you know props to the community members that go in and help out with doing that but like man to to have that is going to bring just so much community so much value to the game so props there and, and to mm-hmm. me that is something that is going to keep people feeling at least if you feel like your voice is heard, whether or not they listen to you or not, if you feel like your voice is heard, you're going to feel valued as a customer. Yeah. They deliver on that in spades as well, mm-hmm. man. It's just like, I look at the, I look at a lot of other games out there and I, I look at what they're doing and people complain about their monetization method in the cash shop. I'm sorry. I look at monetization methods and I look at other cash shops and it's it's one of the most honest I've seen in a long time, man. Uh, I look at content replayability, something else games have a lot hard time with the node system delivering in spades too, right? Look at community sentiment and engagement, and they just they're delivering, man. Hands down, it's just a fact. And uh, as someone who's who's proactively, you know, engaging in trying to keep their pulse on community sentiment and advocating for that around not only this game, but other games. Um, you know, I mean, we've we this other podcast, the LFM show, right? We talk about here sometimes it's on Thursdays. It's about all of game development, gaming culture, uh, you know, community sentiment, nerd things. We talk about like Will of Time and we talk about like The Witcher and all these different things. And it always comes back down to talking about community and the people and nostalgia and sentiment and all these different things that just drive the conversations. You know, and we talk about that here, too. Right over there, we have the benefit of like a bigger, broader conversation. But hands down, the verdict is in. We measure that in a broader context. And, you know, foundationally, what it always comes back down to. A company needing to deliver on is what Intrepid Studios is delivering upon consistently week after week. And they've been doing it for years now. So. You know, if you want to talk about a sense of security, man, it doesn't get any better than it's been over here. I'll tell you that certainly doesn't get any better. Could come close, but I'm just not seeing it anywhere else. And it's, uh, you know, why do we why do we sit here and do this week after week and stay the course? Right. I certainly wouldn't do it week after week if I didn't believe in it. And I know for a fact that the people that are here on this roundtable or here in chat right now, the ones that listen to this every week over on YouTube or on, you know, listening to it in the car ride to work and back or whatever um, in audio, like none of the people that I'm talking about right now are the Pathfinders. None of them would be doing it if they didn't believe in it either. So I think 
you know, when it when it comes down to it, testing aside, when this game launches, I think that it's going to have. I <laughs> I think if New World's done anything for Intrepid, it's it's done nothing but show us how badly there is a demand for an honest game that does right by the community and can deliver on its vision and its promises. If if that's done nothing, it's shown me that there are a lot of people that want that opportunity to play something that'll go the distance and won't just fizzle out on them in, in a month or two and be completely broken. And uh, I go back to, I think, Ash as a creation and Trevor Studios have got the work cut out for them. So it's a good thing that taking their time and doing it right. And there's a lot of AAA studios out there that can learn, take it, take a page from their playbook as they're in development. I say that. Gentlemen, we got a community event coming up. It's a seasonal community event. You can catch it here on December 21st, which is in two days from now, the time of this uh, live stream and recording. December 21st at 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific. They're going to be doing a community holiday season crafting, doing uh, some creations um, on uh, some Varen ornaments. And I believe that they're going to be doing it. I, I do believe this is actually on event on our Discord. You can go catch it there. Uh, it looks like it's going to be doing a Discord video stream. So it's going to be done via Discord again, similar to what they did around Halloween. They did something too. also, again, community engagement. This is like another layer, right? They've been like stepping it up. It's like, well, we're not just doing these competitions or doing these live streams. We're also going to have like some Discord related stuff. So all he needs a few things. I will link that here. You can go check it out on the forums. If you're interested, you can be there for it. If you got the time, I definitely encourage you to do so. The community comes together nicely. Um, and lastly, in, in talking about things uh, community related, I got to give a shout out to the Ashes fam. Because so far, out of every community that I hang around, gaming related, out of every community, MMORPG or otherwise, that I am currently engaged in in any way or that I witness in any way, this is the one that, from my perspective so far, seems the least to toxic. That's real talk. I'm just being honest. The people seem the most welcoming and inviting, and I'm not saying that there are those out there that, that aren't. They're definitely there. They exist. But the Ashes fam is a beautiful thing, man. So if you're hearing this or watching this for the first time, and you have had a chance to, to engage with the Ashes of Creation community. I want to say I encourage you to do so. And I remember a time in our past when you know what? Remember Daedalus? I used to have complaints about that. I wouldn't be confidently saying that. I'm happy to say that the community is in a pretty good place. And it's a time where I'm able to proudly say that that is the case. Just wait until all those castles can be won and those <laughs> node mayorships right. can be taken and all that, all that ninja looting that's going to happen. And yeah, the community might not be so uh, lovey dovey. Give me a hug afterwards, unless you know, you're doing the reach around for a pickpocket then maybe, but <laughs> i've got no comments but congratulations you hit the ninja looter thing officially three times that's it damn it. it's like steven always hits the troll five times on the development live stream i'm like just keeping italian i'm just like let's see if he hits his 
with Precious 3. Because it's been like three for weeks now. Not that I'm saying that's something you should do. Although now it's, I feel like it's, it's not like probably... I'm keeping count or having well, like agenda or anything. I just look for the opportunities. No, you don't. That's not at all what I just said. <laughs> Step up your ninja loot game. That's all. No. I no. Um, also, I am going to be doing the community of solid right, and I'm going to be taking the development live streams moving forward. Specifically, I might try to hit the December one, probably, but into the new year, moving forward, there will be articles posted on Ashes HQ that outline in a nice, easy to digest format the bullet points of the development live stream, what was shared, links to where you can check them out, and stuff like that. Um, and I'm gonna start doing articles over there and put that blog to good use. That's been non-existent over on Ashes HQ. Um, I think that's a good way. I think that'll also be the way I'm going to be going with things like Daedalus. I know it's interested in like, you know, like role play, like articles and things like that. There's been other people in the community that have been. Oh, my. Uh, that's <laughs> it's called a half tilt. That's what we're calling a reach around on the show. That's what the community is going to say. And he made a full reach around. You know about that? Yeah, he went he went half tilt, man. Yeah. True story, though, um, is, uh, yeah, look, moving forward, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I think the articles would be a good way to sort of take that community element and kind of showcase it a bit and do it that way. Um, so I'm planning on doing something around that. I encourage people that if you're not already, join our discord.gg forward slash some org. Jump in there. We've got cha- uh, channels for all the podcast stuff, the website, Ashes HQ stuff, um, development uh, notices come through there. Uh, we chat about ashes. We we've got the Pathfinder podcast channel and stuff like that. So I encourage people to join, be part of the community, hang out. And on that note, I also want to say in terms of a community, I am officially relaunching my guild with a different vision, same goals, same vision, essentially, but with a different overall vision for how that community is going to exist. So more announcements about that to come into next year. But that is the case. So friends, I think we're at a pretty good spot to talk about uh, winding down and letting everybody kind of shout out their domains. Gentlemen, any final thoughts before we do that? No, looking forward to that announcement next week. See what happens. Mm, same. Should be good. Uh, my, I guess I, I'm not going to. Well, you know what? No, uh, Next week's after Christmas anyway. So uh, a Merry uh, Christmas. Happy mm. holidays to the entire pathfinder family here and uh mm-hmm. hope everyone has amazing holidays lovely holidays with their family and friends and yeah stay safe stay warm eat a lot and there it is and i'll wish everyone a happy new year as well because i don't think i'll be back before uh new year but uh happy new year to everyone as well yeah you so, mean the same yeah i think i think uh daedalus we're planning on at least the two of us are probably going to be here right for the rest of the year and stuff indeed yeah, yeah yeah so far yeah we're gonna so far so good we're planning on being here for all the the rest of the podcast it might be a, a slimmer cast if if need be but we're we are planning on carrying the torch through the rest of the year and uh and definitely hope to see you here but dayless you want to shout out your domains let people know where to find you um when you're not absolutely yeah yeah i you can find me on twitter uh at the ashen herald and on youtube youtube.com slash c slash the ashen herald and have tilt I am on uh, Twitter at half underscore tilt, or you can chat with me on Discord at half tilt gamer. And friends, uh, I know we say this as usual. Like, if you're not able to be here for the next show or two, 
Um, I just want to shoot y'all this message and say, seriously, much love to all of you. Thanks for being a part of this journey with us. Um, we're 156 episodes as of today. We're pushing 160 already. Um, the future's looking bright, man. Ain't nothing but good things in the future for this community and the show. And uh, yeah, uh, whether you're here or not in the next couple of weeks, I just want to say happy holidays to everybody. I hope you have a happy new year. I hope that you're all doing well, that you're staying safe and that everybody you love and care about is also doing good and staying safe and healthy. Um, and we might be to the end of the show, but remember, you don't have to be on it or here live to be a Pathfinder. Pathfinders are all of you that gather around for the show, for the community, around this podcast and Ashes of Creation. Much love to all of you, to the Ashes fam, to Intrepid Studios, to my homies here who joined me week after week, and much love to everybody over the holidays really wish you all the best um until next week friends stay safe walk in the light have a great night we'll see you again real soon night everybody happy holidays everyone